This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to Special-ish on Radio Wolfgang. see us now we can see you clasp your hands behind your heads stand out in the middle of the room stand back to back do not touch one another surrounded the house is surrounded we may as well say goodbye you may as well say goodbye One of the continuing themes in film is this fear that Big Brother is actually a real presence. That in the way we now live our lives, we are in some sense never out of surveillance. That every kind of transaction through the day tells something about what we're doing, who we are, where we are. It's very easy for lots of signals that relate to one's location, both approximate and very detailed, to be being generated. Your phone is providing location information, internet of things, GPS trackers on almost everything. And so it's very natural, I think, for people to ask, what are the limits on this? Can it get out of control? Are we sleepwalking into a big brother state? In the 19th century, it was perfectly possible in a large part of the 20th century to, in a certain sense, guarantee people their privacy based on what we might think of as the principle of practical obscurity. It was just too hard to know things about an individual. You, know, you could, at great expense, have put private detectives on somebody's tail, track them, detail them, but you couldn't have done that at any large scale. And as people became more concentrated, larger masses of people, urbanization, you could lose yourself in the crowd. So people talk about privacy via practical obscurity, but actually what we need is a form of privacy that is guaranteed in rights and law. Tim Berners-Lee and I uh, founded the Open Data Institute in uh, 2013. We believed data that is usually paid for at taxpayers' expense, if it's not to do with people and not about personal information, just should be made open. And the idea around open data 
is if you make data open, it gives more people the opportunity to innovate and have great ideas about and around that data. And probably the most powerful example is actually one we already know about well. It's, um, it's, it's, it's the human genome, um, the sequencing of human DNA. And indeed, uh, it took um, rules in courts of law to establish that the human genome could not be patented, uh, that sequences of the gene could not be, in a certain sense, privatized. And that has led to huge amounts of innovation and development using that data to develop new drugs, new techniques for uh, understanding disease and, and, and human biology. The mission to create the map of a human being, what became the International Human Genome Project, was a massive undertaking. Officially launched in 1990, this was biology's first foray into big science, a consortium of more than 2,000 researchers in 20 labs in six countries, all working on one problem. So, data widely made widely available can change and enhance a whole range of experiences and services in health in education in transport in finance more information can provide for a better experience can hold organizations more accountable can reduce inefficiencies a few years ago we had real problems with MRSA superbugs, as they were called in the NHS hospitals. They published data on infection rates, numbers of people infected in hospitals as a league table. There was an 85% decrease over a number of years of that problem. So data can drive people's behavior in very powerful, positive ways. There is, of course, a dystopian view of this, the issue of um, invasion, of rights, the issue of actually uh, misanalysis. We shouldn't imagine that the data is always of the best quality, or indeed that the analytic methods are giving credible or valid results from the point of view of does it discriminate against people, particular individuals, particular groups. And that's an interesting challenge, I think, in a data intensive world. So I think that we can build a data-driven future which enriches us, but we could also slip into one in which aspects of it enslave us. And it's for people, it's for us, as it always has been with our technology and our science, to get that balance right. Need more science? Of course you do. Head over to RadioWolfgang.com to find out more about becoming a member and downloading our app, which allows you full access to all the episodes of Science-ish. 